honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wyatt, and Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Podbean, Double Twist, and Bod, da 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 and it's on this one, and it's on that one. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. <laughs> it is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today with Timberwolves Explosion. Oh, thank God. The sun is shining. It's Friday morning, at least in, in my world at the moment. And uh, it's it's a wonderful feeling. Minnesota Timberwolves played only one game, and we beat the Memphis Grizzlies. It's showtime! Not bad, eh? Well, it's a lot better than the way things finished up going into the break, let's just tell you. Uh, Chris Bench was quite irritated. Well, it looks like they're not as tired now, but maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe Anthony Edwards isn't the way he shot, but at least he played good defense in the game. That's the one thing, and he passed the ball, and blah, 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 blah. So sometimes when you're shooting, like, bullcrap, at least, uh, you know, do other things, and Anthony Edwards did other things. So, you know what, Anthony? Good job. Good job. This was, of course, February the 24th. Can't believe we're already getting sunrises before 7 a.m. again. Wow, that's awesome. And, uh, until daylight savings, then it'll be after 7 for a while, and that, 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 you'll get the idea. Um, who knows what it's like in Australia? Probably still very warm, I'm guessing, right? Who, who knows what it's like? That's not nice to say. I apologize. But yep, they're wrapping up summer, unfortunately, which I hate that feeling. You're getting less sunlight and stuff as the days progress. Back to where I need to be, though. One other thing I obviously should talk about, of course, again, I'm not a big all-star guy. I, I, I regret not watching it, though, actually, because it sounds like it's more interesting than ever. Carl Anthony Towns, though, did win the three-point contest. Absolutely cool. So major congratulations there to Carl Anthony Towns. I had a feeling, I just had this strange feeling he was going to win it. And guess what? He did. Because uh, when Carl Anthony Towns is on his game from three-point range, he's as good as there is in the league. And, well, that proves it. It proves it. And it's a wonderful feeling. He had 29 points, which is as high as it's ever been in the final round. So he was just nailing him and nailing him and nailing him. Uh, very, very proud of Carl Anthony Towns getting the job done. And people talking about, hey, why aren't people encouraging Carl Anthony Towns to actually shoot more threes than he does? Um, for for me, there's like a there's like a there's a fine line between shooting enough threes and shooting way too many. So that's the one thing I, I'm okay with. Carl Anthony Towns shooting five to seven threes a game. If it ever got to like thirteen, it's like okay, yeah, that's getting a little bit over the top. Like there were some games in the past where it's like eventually you completely lose your identity and you're just a seven-foot guard, basically. I don't really want that. A, a seven-foot spot-up shooter. And then it's like, well, what about everything else Carl Anthony Towns can do? So that's what we don't want. With Carl, I want balanced. Uh, balanced, part of me. There were games in the past where he was literally just kind of parked behind the three-point line for like, I don't know, 66% of the game, two-thirds of the game. Him being Carl Anthony Towns, of course, or at least it felt that way. And it's like, okay, that's weird. I mean, I respect your three-point shot. It's awesome. And like I t I've talked about at times in the past, when you're a taller person and you can shoot over somebody, that's a huge advantage. And that's a huge reason why Carl Anthony Towns is so successful. Also the fact that he can, well, make the shot. But again, the, being taller than, than, other, than other players out there in the perimeter makes a big difference. And of course, the other side of it, drawing the big man out a bit, can also keep the defense honest, and uh, Carl Anthony Towns can hit cutters as well, uh, as long as he continues to be a dangerous three-point shooter, which I do expect him to be all the way until he retires from the game. I think he's going to retire as probably the best uh, three-point shooting big man in NBA history until someone else catches up. I don't know. I, I hope they don't, frankly. <laughs> It'd be nice to have a Minnesota Timberwolf with absolutely major historic factors when it came to something like that. Of course, Kevin Garnett was a historically phenomenal defensive player in an all-around game. Obviously, uh, there was always that, and I appreciated it. And he could hit clutch threes 
even though Kevin Garnett wasn't always the most clutch player down the stretch in games. But that's another story for another day, and I've talked about it too many times. It's probably just alienating everybody and stuff. So back to the Memphis game. And again, that was awesome to see Carl Anthony Towns be so successful. We have three games to preview, by the way, as I continue to bounce everywhere but where I need to be. John Morant, my God, the guy, everything he... <laughs> he just his, his handles on the ball are unbelievable. And that didn't sound good, but yeah, his handles on yeah, his handles are unbelievable. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns historically has had trouble with Steven Adams and that big body, just having you know, just kind of getting bottled up and all that. But uh, Carl Anthony Towns had an absolutely great game. He was kind of the uh, you could say he was definitely the main dude most of the way, particularly in the first half, keeping the Wolves in the game, despite when things were kind of ugly, kind of sloppy. John Morant was kind of sloppy at times as well, but he also uh, tweaked his hip, which I've, I've been there and done that a hundred million times, it seems like. It sucks. Um, it sucks. And also, yeah, oh, I, I had bone grafting in, on my, my left side many years ago to put bone in my, my right wrist. So there was that too many years ago. That didn't help either with my hip. Kind of made things more stiff over the years. Um, but Memphis is a wonderful basketball team. Uh, Jaron Jackson, things were getting a little chippy, I thought. A little teeny bit with Jackson and Carl. A little bit, but it was nothing personal. It was business. Uh, both of them almost identical numbers with three blocks, 22 points, 11 rebounds. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, Jaron Jackson, obviously a wonderful player. He was hurt almost all last season. Came back just in time for the postseason, basically, for fantasy basketball. I hung on to him the entire season. The entire season. Maybe uh, Jonathan Isaac will be the same for me. We'll see. Because uh, they just kept teasing. Oh, he's coming back, but there's no timeline. He's coming back, but there's no timeline. He's coming back, but there's no timeline. Oh, and then there he was, and I won a championship with the fifth-place team. Unbelievable. Fifth-place team. You know, almost kind of snuck into the playoffs. That's <laughs> crazy. But that was that was a wonderful thing. Uh, it just, it's just proof that the team was better because, well, obviously we were missing a star player. Uh, the entire season, so happens. Uh, John Morant, though, obviously, just his handle on the ball, and it was kind of cool how identical D'Angelo Russell and John Morant were with those floaters down the stretch throughout the game. As what a fun basketball game! Like the first half was kind of, you know, kind of sloppy, missed shots, and and you know, giving up offensive rebounds, which drove me nuts. Jaron Jackson was slamming in our face and all that, and it got annoying and pissed me off and all that. But then down the stretch. It just became a really fun game, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was kind of a, can you top this? Like Dominique Wilkins and Larry Bird almost like that. Or I'm trying to think of other players in the past where they'd have these huge games against each other. Um, what was it? Larry Bird and guys like Dr. J, you know, guys like that. Just fun, old, old basketball games. Obviously, Bird and Wilkins. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i an old school fan and all that. Uh, Michael and Dominique in the, at times had some unbelievable battles. Um, Michael and Clyde Drexler, you could go on and on and on and on. Kevin Garnett and Chris Webber, you know, I mean, <laughs> those are fun games. Whenever the Wolves played Sacramento back in the day, it was just fun. It was the best, usually you got the best numbers out of Kevin Garnett throughout his career. You, you actually have 40-point games out of Garnett, which was kind of a foreign thing, unfortunately. That was the only thing missing, man. Only thing missing from him being a like a top 10 player, maybe. Gar Garnett was being a little more offensive-minded at times. Um, but again, a fun, can you top this type of game, especially with uh, D'Angelo Russell and John Morant, extremely entertaining into that fourth quarter. D'Angelo Russell, 37 total points, 23 in the fourth. And what's really interesting about this whole situation, see, D'Angelo Russell did hit three three-pointers, three of eight. It's like not the greatest ever, and he had a very clutch corner three late, which helped pretty much put the game away. Not not really put it away, but, you know, it ended up winning the game, basically. It wasn't like a dagger because John Morant would have another shot. And he double-clutched. Come on, John, just release the ball. Not that I wanted him to make the shot or anything. But what are you double-clutching for? He ended up being like three feet short. So it's like, okay, that was dumb. Uh, that, was, that was like an Anthony, you know, that was like, I don't know, Jimmy Butler at times. I, I don't even know. Not even Jimmy Butler, just other players on the Wolves in the past. I think D'Angelo Russell did it before. And it just irked me beyond belief where it's like, dude, Dude, you had a good look at the basket, and you double-clutched. Why? And it, it, it always comes up short. It's always an awkward, ugly, nasty shot. If that actually went in, it'd be like, okay, we're happy for you. 
Malik Beasley, I'm not going to forget about you. I'm not going to forget about what you did. Six of nine from the floor, five of seven from downtown, and he was another big piece that kept the Wolves in the game, as the Wolves were down by 15 at one point in this one. Uh, it was not pretty the whole way. In fact, it was downright frustrating at times. Again, sloppy as hell. Uh, Torian Prince is only one of six from the floor. Jaden McDaniels, it felt like he was more involved, but, nah, you know, he was just kind of getting involved in physical plays, like falling down and such, pissing off Jaron Jackson, wound up with five fouls, this and that. Um, it wasn't the prettiest game, but he still managed to get seven points, so that's great. Jordan McLaughlin played an entire quarter, and there wasn't a whole lot to say. He didn't even shoot the ball once, which is kind of weird. Jalen Noel. Loop, loop. Jalen Noel's... On the bench, sitting next to Josh Okogie and, ja and Jake Lehman. Other, uh, two other guys that actually used to start for this team at, at one point. Think think about it. Ugh, it's it's, it's kind of sad. Um, Okogie, maybe that's why he couldn't get traded. There's just not enough takers. Jalen Noel, the fact that he's fallen out of the rotation to this extent kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Because, I mean, just listen to my shows like a month or two ago. I was gushing about the guy. So, and he wears my number, number four. You know, just like Chauncey Billups. You know, J Jalen Noel definitely has a little Chauncey Billups in him. Uh, obviously. Uh, obviously not as clutch as what I'm trying to say. Um, not as, yeah. I mean, he's not he's not Chauncey Billups, but there's a little bit in there. A little bit of Chauncey Billups light. Similarities, this and that. Um, very much a shooting guard, point guard type of guy who could, uh, you know, could, could, could be a special player, particularly in the big moments, that in Chauncey's case. Hopefully Jalen Noel someday. Um, but Chauncey Billups completely fell out of the rotation before. Uh, William Avery came in playoff games in place of Chauncey Billups. That's how bad it got with Flip and Chauncey for a minute there. Um, not because they're enemies, but because Chauncey wasn't playing well uh, in that playoff series. The one year we had the, the guy, to think about that, we only had him for like a year, didn't we, Chauncey? It was sad. Or it was two, but we, yeah, we moved him to the point guard. And then, nope, it, it was just a one-year deal. Yep, and then he went to Detroit, which broke my heart. Because um, we couldn't guarantee him a starting position. That's the whole boy, Terrell Brandon might come back. Ooh, which Terrell never did. Um, oh, man, that was, that, that, was, that was a sad, sad memory for myself uh, and many other Wolves fans, because I love Chauncey. Um, but yeah, Jalen, I, I hope he can get back in the uh, rotation again at some point. I mean, it was Jordan McLaughlin, when he plays well, he's, he's wonderful. Uh, his assist-to-turnover ratio is unbelievable. He's kind of like Tyus Jones a little bit, kind of. Not as good, obviously, but he's kind of like a light Tyus Jones. Uh, since we're comparing everybody, Jaden McDaniels is kind of like Josh Smith, light. Uh, Anthony Edwards is like Dominique Wilkins, light. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is like Patrick Ewing, but with three-point shooting. Stuff like that. D'Angelo Russell, okay, I'll stop. Patrick Beverly's like uh, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly's Patrick Beverly. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Nas Reed looks like Lieutenant Worf of uh, the Starship Enterprise. Uh, yes, he does, actually, which I mean as, as a compliment, because Worf is awesome. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Any of you old enough to remember that, that show? But you can be young and still watch an older show. Come on. You know, what's wrong with that? Uh, J J Jared, Jared, Jaden, Jad, Jad, Juji, Juja, JV, Jared Vanderbilt with 12 rebounds in the game. I'm just playing around. And he fouled out. Uh, come on, Jared, he fouled out. Which meant more minutes for Nas, and he got three blocks in the game. Lieutenant Worf played pretty well out there. I'm, I'm going to try to call him that if I can, but I'll remind you who he is so I don't... I know some people are like, who the hell is Lieutenant Worf supposed to be, you know? <laughs> but what an, you know, it was a fun, entertaining, wonderful basketball game at the end, anyway. At the end, <laughs> at the end in the fourth quarter, and the Wolves came out on top against one of the best teams in the league. And we remain in a position where we would have to play the Clippers in the first round in the play in deal. Uh, uh, do you realize what could be setting up here? We might end up playing the Clippers and the Lakers. That's not good. I don't want to play the Clippers and the Lakers because you know who the Clippers and the Lakers have on their team. I mean, let's 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 not forget about that. You know, a healthy Paul George, a, a healthy Laker roster, at least a somewhat healthy Laker roster with LeBron James and all that. I mean, I I I I, I don't know. I'd rather play somebody like a Portland, a Denver, a Dallas. You know, this and that. Uh, just both of those L.A. teams have given the Wolves trouble forever and ever and ever and ever. Even when the Clippers lost their first 16 games in the regular season way back in the day. they had a, they, uh, Michael Oluwakandi was still on the Clippers at the time, if I remember correctly. 
and they beat us in Target Center. And yeah, that was a very painful memory for me. Uh, Michael Lowe-Candy had one of his best games, actually, of his career, if I remember correctly. He was just killing us down low. Because Roger Nesterovich was one of the softest, you know, he's one of the softest power, uh, or excuse me, big men I've ever seen. And I know some of you may have loved him. He was soft. I'm sorry. He was soft. Very soft. Uh, although Candy beat the crap out of him. We lost to an 0-16 team after we had a couple of frustrating losses before that. And it was like, seriously... You know, so it was stuff like that, moments like that that made me want to like start like losing people in the front office and the coach as well, because it was like, this is too much. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on, guys. Um, like if Flip wasn't super close to like Glenn Taylor and stuff, like or if it was some other coach, he would have probably been gone after that game. Let's just be honest. Um, but Flip had that gold chair, boy. He sure did. Uh, seven assists for Anthony Edwards. Like I was saying, he was doing a bit of other things. He was blocking shots. He played solid defense. He didn't get a single personal foul in the game, which is pretty good, actually, for him. Uh, and made one basket. He made one basket, and he missed half of his free throws, too. So, oof. Come on, Anthony. Come on. <laughs> this kind of, these kind of numbers just can't happen. But I think he's going to be able to avoid the Johnny Flynn Memorial. On paper, it looks like he sucked big time. But at least he did some other things. So thank God for that. <sighs> so let's get on with this. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, honorable mention, strong honorable mention for the Lone Wolf Award for winning the three-point contest and playing really well in this game. But I got to give it to D'Angelo Russell for, you know, those floaters, those wonderful plays and that big corner three down the stretch. And 37 points is 37 points. You can't discount that. Minnesota overcoming John Moran and a wonderful Memphis team. Wonderful team, and we get to hear from from um, Wayne Hunt today, which is awesome. Uh, I'm very, very happy. It'll be on the Facebook page. Really happy to see Wayne Hunt make a return to the show. And Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, Stu Benson return to the airwaves once again. The podcasting world, all those podcasting apps that I mentioned, they are on there as well. Courtside Podcast, 100%. They are back. They're alive again, and it is wonderful. <laughs> Great to hear them. And guess what? Back-to-back -back weeks with the Courtside Podcast. Already their second show since the, the hiatus that got, went all the way back to August when I had COVID-19 for, for like a, a like five days, whatever. Um, let's thank the Lord. I have a really good immune system. Thank you, Lord. Um, but it went all the way back that far up until about a week ago. Courtside Podcast finally returned again, and now back-to-back -back weeks. So that's a wonderful sign that you might be seeing more and more frequent Courtside Podcasts returning to the to the podcast world. Podcast, 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 podcast. The Johnny Flynn Memorial for this episode. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to pick on Jalen Noel again. I don't know. Um, it could be Anthony Edwards. It could be Jordan McLaughlin, but I don't know. It's not like he was bad, Jordan McLaughlin, but it's just there's just no energy with the guy at times. Jane McDaniels was a little bit weird out there. Torian Prince shot terribly. He was like 20 minutes of missed shots. Uh, it was annoying. Anthony Edwards, you know, couldn't finish worth a bull crap. So I, I guess I'm going to kind of give it to Torian Prince, I guess, in a gentle way. Um, no, I mean, he didn't play that great in the game. He was kind of a mess, so he had some good moments. Jalen Noel, just in general, for completely disappearing. I, I, I got to think there's more with Jalen Noel than Jordan McLaughlin long-term in the NBA, but we'll have to wait and see. With that, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to preview three games after this. <laughs> Explosion segment number two. Time to preview three games. Looking forward to this. Uh, back to basketball again. No more all-star breaks for hockey or basketball. Let's just sit back and watch some sports. This, to me, is the most wonderful time of the year. Everybody talks about, like, say, October. You get football. I think it's way up there, too. October, you get football. Obviously, some people even say that all the way back in, like, September. Because football's back. La, 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 la. Football's good, but to me, it's not the end-all sport. I'm more basketball and hockey type of a fan. I, I like the winter sports more, honestly. But, say, October's big time because you get, you know, football's a month in, so things are starting to take shape. Basketball training camp, basketball regular season, hockey started up. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's wonderful. But I really like 
the post Super Bowl, post All Star breaks for for uh, you know post Super Bowl, no more football, no more gosh darn college football. Thank God when that's over. God, tired of it. Um, no more football of any kind. No more All Star break. No more this. No more that. No more Olympics. It's just basketball, Mickey freaking gosh darn basketball and hockey. <laughs> Going into the playoff stretches and everything into the wonderful month of March as we head into spring. This this is the most wonderful time of year in my world when it comes to sports. Let's go. Let's go. We wrap up the month of February with, with James Harden making his debut. This is not the final game, but Philadelphia and Cleveland. James Harden making his Philadelphia 70 Suckers debut. First place in the Atlantic Division. They're right back where they think they're supposed to be, I guess. Uh, yeah, I would say they're spo uh, supposed to be a first place team. Wolves, knock on wood. No injuries, please. Let's keep it that way, please. Uh, please, somehow, some way, or at least mild ones that uh, you come right back from. Uh, James Harden, left hamstring tightness, and ah, da 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 as of early February, but he's going to make his debut, as Marcus the Forecaster used to say. <clears throat> Philadelphia is actually scoring less points than us by a significant margin, kind of. They don't rebound either, so it's kind of weird. 29th in the league in rebounding. Huh. They're a great free-throw shooting team. Woohoo! They're really good at protecting the basketball. That's really interesting, because <laughs> obviously, and we'll see what happens with James Harden taking over. I don't know. Uh, not so high in assists, blah, blah, blah. They're a really good shot-blocking team, but of course, again, you have a guy like uh, Mr. What's-His-Name over there, Joel Embiid. The Timberwolves finally beat Philadelphia <clears throat> earlier this season in a, back, in a double overtime game. 121 to 120. We'll look at that really briefly here. Harold Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell teamed up and got the job done. Anthony Edwards won up with 19 points and had 7 assists and all that good stuff, but D'Angelo Russell, 35. Harold Anthony Towns, 28. Um, and don't forget the uh, 76ers passed on D'Angelo Russell in the draft, and they passed on him in trade talks and blah, blah, blah. Seth Curry was hitting his shots. Tyrese Maxey, really good with the ball. Um, they got Tyrese Maxey, so, I mean, he's doing a wonderful job. And Ben Simmons is a Brooklyn net, a Brooklyn net. So, now we'll see what happens with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Now they do with him. But they're only two games about 500, Brooklyn. They better do play some catch-up here. As, uh, it's going to be super interesting there. But at least James Harden's gone. Part of that uh, negative-ass bullcrap is finally over. So, <clears throat> we'll see what happens now that he's going to bring his negative-ass bullcrap to Philadelphia. We'll see if that fares any better than Ben Simmons not showing up at all. Can the Wolves actually sweep the season series? Because we actually won in the Spectrum. Okay, I'm just kidding about the Spectrum part, but I wish. I wish. I mean, the Spectrum is one of the coolest buildings in NBA history. Was it not, though? Was it not? Oh, <laughs> Billy Cunningham. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are classics. Uh, Moses Malone, the foe, foe, foe. Like, they're going to sweep everybody. Foe is in four. Yeah, they're going to sweep everybody. Um, Philadelphia is 3-2 and two in their last five. February 8th, surprise of the decade. They lost to the Phoenix Suns, the future world champions, if all goes well. I think there's a good chance. They're kind of like the 2013 Miami Heat in a lot of ways. Just winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. I kind of want them to win now. I, I kind of do. I felt bad for you know them. They looked like they had it last year. And it all just fell apart. Milwaukee and the Greek freak said, nope. <laughs> and good for Milwaukee, too. Uh, no surprise also, Philadelphia beats uh, uh, Oklahoma City by 13. They beat Cleveland, our next opponent, by 10. They get uh, demolished for some reason, 135 to 87 by the Boston Celtics. Demolished. I do not know what the deal is there. They were too busy on Valentine's Day, I don't, I, I guess, because uh, that was February 15th, and they beat the Bucks. them being Philadelphia. Nice, nice basketball game, 123 to 120. Very nice basketball game. Minnesota also 3-2 and two in our last five, losing to Toronto and Chicago, respectively, along the way. Uh, winnable game, very, very dangerous team, of course. James Harden's making his debut. Is he going to go off? Is he going to get 13 points and shoot... Two of whatever, I don't know. Get to the free throw line 16 times and make whatever. I don't know. But he's finally there, him being James Harden. Seth Curry's a deadly three-point shooter, 4D percent, uh, pardon me. Not deadly, but good, very good. And it's nice to see him being a competitive player out there rather than just kind of buried on the bench and having to be in the shadow of some other guy who plays in Northern California who I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I know, you already know that. I, I better shut up now. Uh, Tobias Harris, obviously, almost untradeable with a contract like that. What is he making, $35 million a year? 
at eight, you know 18 points or 19 points, seven rebounds. Does that sound like a 35 million dollar player? I, I don't know. I mean, he had some moments, but to me, that's what's wrong with the NBA. I mean, 35 million, kind of like Kirk Cousins of the Vikings, 35, 45 million. It's the same thing. He's not even. He, he's like top 11, top 11 quarterback in the NFL, and he's making you know. Like, you know, as much as Patrick Mahomes, it's ridiculous. Kind of like how I feel at work. Like, I'm the Patrick Mahomes and these other clowns are making as much? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I do get those feelings sometimes, but I'll leave that I'll leave that somewhere else. Joel Embiid went healthy, and he's been pretty healthy this year. So, you'd think Philadelphia would be dominating, but, well, they're pretty good at least still. Almost 30 points a game. See, that's the guy you give $35 million to, obviously. It's pretty much, though. He's obviously making a bajillion dollars, 11 rebounds, four and a half assists. You know, Garnett Garnett numbers with the rebounds and assists, but way beyond Garnett with the points. And he blocks shots, He's a, he's a, and he can get, get in people's head. Obviously a valuable player. I'm babbling too much, and I apologize. Boston has been playing a lot better, by the way. They were way down there, so to be fair, Boston is only a game and a half behind the Philadelphia 76ers, like an old bitter rivalry back in the day for many years. Boston and Philly, classic, classic. Forget about the Nets, forget about Toronto. Knicks, you could throw them in way back in the day, but Boston-Philly, mm-mm-mm. That's definitely an 80s battle, particularly early 80s, but really all the 80s, actually. <clears throat> okay, I'll shut up now again. Um, I think the Wolves can beat this team. <laughs> I'm having a hard time picking it, though. That's probably why I'm babbling so much. I'm having a really tough time picking the Wolves to win this one. I, I got a crappy feeling the Philadelphia's going to get the win. Uh, boy, I, I want the Wolves to sweep them. I think it would feel so nice. Um, I think the Timberwolves... Oh, man. Damn. Damn. I'm going to step out in good faith. I'm going to step out in faith. There's this other team that I'm a little bit worried about. Step out in faith that the Wolves will beat Philadelphia somehow, some way. One, one, 20, 120 to 116. It'll be a very, very, very close game. Maybe some free throws down the stretch. D'Angelo Russell leads the Wolves again. D'Angelo Russell with 30-plus in the game. And the Wolves defeat Philadelphia. Believe it or not. Heading to Cleveland, that's a loss for me. 28th, we wrap up the month of February in Cleveland. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Rolls right off your tongue. Darius Garland with low back soreness, apparently, so we'll see what happens there. But I'm guessing he's going to play uh, Kyrus Levert. I almost forgot what team he's on. Lauren Markinen has been out with an ankle for a while since late January. Kyrus Levert, right foot sprain, but at least he's not in any scary medical condition like he was last year. Um, and I'm not making light of it. <laughs> so, as long as these guys are healthy enough to play, like especially Darius Garland, Cleveland, I think, beats the Timberwolves. Um, they have lost three in a row, though. Uh, it's a very impressive basketball team. Really impressed with what they've been able to accomplish. Nine, uh, 11 games about 500, pardon me. I just think they're a little better than us right now. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be a dork. Uh, Kevin Love has really improved since earlier in the season. Still only plays about 22 minutes a game, but he's a heck of a, a threat at times. His field goal percentage still stinks, but it's way better than it was earlier in the year, if that's okay to, to say. Uh, Evan Mobley, obviously... A rising star in this league. 15 points, 8 rebounds. Jarrett Allen. I always loved him with the Nets and such. I just love Jarrett Allen. I'd love to have him on the Wolves. 16 points, 11 rebounds. Double-double machine. Even blocks and shots. And Darius Garland was the guy that uh, Gerson Rosas wanted. And he would have been right about him, too. Wonderful numbers. Uh, really, you know. And and he's shooting almost 48% from the floor. That's awesome for a point guard. Uh, 8 assists. Just solid. He st- generally stays healthy. Isaac Okoro's slow out of the gate. He's had, some, he's had some moments, but he's definitely been slow out of the gate. Rajon Rondo provides this and that. Um, and that's another guy. I forget what team he's on. I mean, I, he was on the Lakers, wasn't he? <laughs> For like a second stint there. It's just funny. Um, Colin Sexton, still very, very valuable guy. Playing shooting guard, basically. And not shooting well, but shooting well enough at times. Jared Allen just plays a close to the game uh, type of style, which I appreciate very much, and he puts two-thirds of his shots in the basket, bottom line. Markkinen has had some moments, but I don't know. He's, he's another guy that looks, he's, he's another guy that I kind of see as a little bit on the soft side, unfortunately. The vert when he's healthy, I love him to death, but, you know, we'll see what happens there. I think Civilidal, uh, excuse me, Cleveland, looking at some of their uh, uh, numbers and such, 
They are not not a high-scoring team, more of a defensive-minded basketball team, as you could probably guess, with guys like Jared Allen and such. They don't block a ton of shots. Uh, they're not great protecting the ball either. Their numbers aren't really all that great. They just kind of win games. They have lost three in a row, so we'll see. But I got a crappy feeling this is going to be a loss for Minnesota, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, none of their team numbers really stand out other than field goal percentage. And that's thanks to Jared Allen, of course. Um, Cleveland beat the Wolves pretty soundly at Target Center earlier this season. It was just bad. 123-106. I don't think it's going to be like that. But I kind of think Cleveland sweeps the Wolves this year, which sucks. Uh, 115, 115-110. Cleveland beats the Wolves by a little bit, unfortunately. So we're 1-1 one one on the week after beating Philadelphia, sweeping Philadelphia, which will feel like a billion dollars, not a million, a billion. Leading scorer in this game is going to be Anthony Edwards. He's going to get his head out of somewhere, and he's going to get in the upper 20s, low 30s. But the Wolves do not end up winning the game. Then we get to play the GSW. Ugh. Ugh. Hate him, hate him, hate him. Go Phoenix. We get to play the Go Phoenixes. That, that, that's what I'm going to call them the rest of the year. We get to play the, the Go Phoenix team in Northern California. You know, Go Phoenix, yeah. that's a, Yeah, you get the idea. I think I think I made my point. Start the month of March. Start the month of March. St. Patrick's Month, St. Patty's. March the 1st to Target Center, which is nice. That's helpful. Timberwolves actually lead the season series, which you know what that means, unfortunately. Uh, I, the odds of the Timberwolves winning the season series versus the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> I, I don't know. No, this is incorrect. Why is it saying that? Yeah, that's what I thought. The Wolves didn't beat them twice. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at it. It's saying that we lead. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, of course we didn't beat them twice. I do think Golden State wins the season series three games to one. Uh, we'll look at them real quick here, briefly. They're like 10th in points, 8th in rebounds. Field goal percentage, 5th. They're 2nd in assists, which is nice and everything and cute. 3 point percentage, they're 5th. We all know, but well, I mean, but they're like a natural team there. And they've always been a really high. They have also been really high in forcing turnovers. 2nd in the league in steals, almost 9.5 a game. I do think Golden State beats the Wolves, but it was a nice, entertaining 20-point uh, win with a depleted Warriors team at Target Center earlier this year. I think that's the only time we beat them this year. Uh, versus the Go Phoenixes. Um, <laughs> Go Phoenix. Sorry, sorry, Golden State fans. Go Phoenix. I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm just going to keep saying that. I know there's at least one Golden State fan listening, if he still does, out of Brisbane, Australia, named Pumpa Reese Padretti. Just in case you're still listening. I, I hope I haven't bored him to death by now. Uh, but obviously a wonderful guy. I uh, love, love, uh, love, love his talents with the, the music and, and uh, podcasting skills as well. Um, but hasn't done a show for a while, but when he does, he's awesome. Um, but yeah, to, bottom line, Timberwolves are not going to win the game. Let's just look at a couple things. Steph Curry, 25 points a game, three-point percentage, 37. Yeah, he's had some crappy games. He had a game against the Wolves, one of the game that they lost. He shot terribly. Andrew Wiggins, 41%, the all-star starting. Eh, give me a freaking break. But at least he's... Uh, the bottom line, Andrew Wiggins is way better than he was here because they're just, I don't know. I mean, he's making his shots. Bottom line, he's making his shots, except for the free throw line. 65%, dude, come on. For me, that's like write him off from the All-Star game right there. But at least 48% from the floor. I mean, that's well beyond the garbage he, he shot here, like 42, whatever. Uh, free throw percentage still sucks. But almost 40% from down, 41% from downtown. He did have stretches like that with the Wolves, but it would always run out. It would always dry up. Always. It would dry up. It would dry up like water in a frying pan. It's just, okay, thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Damn it. <laughs> um, but bottom line, the Wolves do not beat the Golden State Warriors. Most recently, the Warriors beat Portland 132-95. to Yikes. That's embarrassing for Portland, but... Portland is whatever they are. Uh, they're, they're starting over, I gotta think. Golden State lost to the Knicks. The Gold Phoenixes lost to the Knicks. They beat the Lakers by two points. They beat the, they lost to the Clippers. Did the Ghost did the Gold Phoenixes, the Ghost Suns. And they lost to Denver by one point. Nice. So they're actually two and three in their last five. Congratulations to all those other teams. Because anytime the Warriors lose, I'm happy. Uh, but Portland, not so much. Not so much showing up to play. The Go Phoenixes will beat the Timberwolves. Final score, uh, it's going to be high. 128 to 128 to 118. It's going to be a 10-point game. The Go Phoenixes beat the Wolves. Carl Anthony Towns leads the Wolves with 35. 
but the Wolves do not win versus the Go Phoenixes. Two and one, no, one and two in this week, unfortunately, because it's a very, very, very tough week when you look at the teams we're playing. Philadelphia, Cleveland, and, Golden State, and Go Phoenix, it's not going to be easy. So, with that said, we'll take a quick break and get to some fan interaction, which there is this week. Nice feeling. direction. <laughs> Let's get to the Twitter account. We'll also have something from Wayne Hunt on the Facebook page. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I'm not blaming anybody for last week if it was pretty quiet. It's just, it, it is what it is. I think there was a couple comments last week. But, I mean, it is what it is. Sometimes all I have to do is ask a bleeping question and that'll get things going. It's my own fault for not doing that. So, it's my own fault. I have nobody to blame but me. So... What the heck? Why is this, like, out of order? What do you mean 16 hours ago? That don't make sense, Joe. Okay. Ah, okay, because it was a really, yeah, there was a really late uh, retweet, which I appreciate. Um, thank you, those of you that followed. Howling at the Hoop. Yep, you're going to hear from them on this show, too. Thank you, Howling. Uh, Anthony Edwards, Stan Burner. That's fun. Did I, I think I followed that back. Yeah, good. <laughs> want to thank Benzo out of the Bronx. Isn't that cool? Benzo out of the Bronx for retweeting Vince Germano, courtside podcast legend and a legend of a person out of Melbourne, Australia. Indy Angle by Ghost Squad, thank you always for the retweets. Really appreciate that. And Tanae Brown out of New Zealand retweeting episode 326, which should obviously make this episode 327. So I asked a question, which got a little bit of a response, which I appreciate. I was saying, thoughts on what the team needs to do into the second half? And howling at the hoop responds with get the energy back defensively. We had to start the get the energy back defensively. We had to start the year. Not that we have to be top ten, but we cannot be bottom ten like we have been the past few months. Yeah. Hopefully this break will be very noticeable in our guys' legs and tenacity for the last twenty three games. Exclamation point. I can't disagree with that. I mean it's it's a big deal. Um that's a huge, huge thing. Obviously the defense is what made us a team that could flirt with 500 and above 500. And you have guys in this team that can absolutely play defense. Carl Anthony Towns can play defense. D'Angelo Russell can actually play defense when he when he wants to. Patrick Beverly is one of the best there is uh, defensively. Anthony Edwards forces turnovers, and he can be dangerous too. Uh, Jaden McDaniels is so long, and he, he can really create havoc. Jared Vanderbilt's phenomenal defensively. Uh, so we have the pieces to make this a competitive playoff basketball team. There, it's guys like Jared Vanderbilt, Patrick Beverly, that really put this team in the postseason in a lot of ways. And then you have the big stars, like, the, you know, obviously the big three, so to speak, with Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, guys like that, that do that take the bulk of the scoring and really make things very interesting around here. And again, I'm super happy to have uh, Patrick Beverly back for that one-year $13 million extension. Hope he plays here the rest of his career. Uh, we could certainly use his help. No sarcasm whatsoever with that. Uh, John May, um, John Maxson, thank you very much for jumping on board. I believe first tweet I heard from you as well in this one. He says, feed Big Cat more, better D, defensive rebounding. Yeah, really. And if the three isn't falling, go to the mid-range for God's sake. Yes. And you know what? D'Angelo Russell went to the mid-range for God's sake. Isn't that nice? You know, and yeah, I agree. I hate forcing 55 three-pointers and making 13 of them. If you can make three-pointers or you can hit those little floaters, because floaters are makeable shots, and they're tough to defend. If you have the skill like D'Angelo Russell and, and other players on this team have, especially D'Angelo Russell, though, with the floater shot, go for it. I mean, I went to it all the freaking time when I played basketball, constantly. And it got to a point where I got so used to it, my friends would say, watch out, he will burn you with that all day. Like, that is a compliment. And and it wasn't, they weren't just saying that just to say that, you know, like, oh, he's better than you. Nah, nah, nah. No, it wasn't about that. It was that it was it's a dangerous shot. So um, great thoughts, John Maxson. Great thoughts, Howling at the Hoop. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And it's so true. It is so freaking true. 
<laughs> you know I love that mid-range shot, but also again, again floaters. There's nothing, there's nothing like 1960s about a floater shot. I mean, it's it's a good shot, you know. It's not necessarily like uh, you have to have maybe, and you don't have to be like seven foot whatever and uh, have really really long arms and shoot a hook shot like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be indefensible. This and that. It's a difficult. Yeah, that's a difficult shot to master. That's why not many people really uh, went to it much. Uh, maybe a certain teammate against the uh, 87 Celtics in the NBA Finals did that once around the free throw line. Uh, a certain teammate of Kareem's. We'll move forward from that. Nick Timas. I think you. I think he already followed me with a different account, but uh, that's cool. Hey, if you, <laughs> I appreciate, uh, thank you for jumping on board. You know, with Twitter these days, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> think, think they might cancel you out for saying hi to somebody. Oh, that was offensive. You said hi. You said hi. That's offensive. Let you have to let them say hi first. Were they trying to talk to you? You know, it's just that's the kind of world we live in. You can't even say hello to people anymore. People are so uptight and full of themselves. God, what the flying. You know, you can tell I'm a little irritated with some of that, particularly in the workplace. Nick Timas says, great episode. Nick Timas also out of Australia, mate, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Wonderful. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. Yeah. I was just reading something, pardon me. Nick says, great episode I shared. You have my Vince Carter thoughts about him being overrated pretty much his whole career. Yes, later in the later in his career, like you're saying, I give, I, I give him, he says, however, I give him props for his late career maturity and adjustments. A lot of star players can't do it, and he seemed one of the least likely to do it. Yeah, so he redeemed himself to me. Really good point. Really good point. He, he did redeem himself in a lot of ways where he was willing to become a role player. He was willing to become more of a role player rather than just, hey, I'm still Dwayne Wade. I'm still, you know, co even, uh, yeah, I won't say his name. I don't want to offend every Laker fan that ever lived, particularly the fact that a significant amount of Laker fans listen to the show, or at least one of the oh, one of the closest and oldest uh, fans of this show <laughs> happens to be a Laker fan. <laughs> but a certain guy kind of sometimes, yeah, um, many star players did that. Even my guy, Michael Jordan, a little bit with the Wizards, but he played more of a role later in his career, and his efficiency went, whoop, you know, he, he got he was actually way better in his second year with the Wizards, Washington Wizards, Michael Jordan, because he played a bit more of a role, and it was good. So, sometimes it's like that. So, really good point. Ray wasn't trying to be Mr. Ballhog, Mr. Oh, I could score 40 on this guy, because he sucks. I'm better than him. You know, I hated that about Vince Carter. Just, ugh, so, such a douchebag at times. But uh, he dropped the douchebag side and became more of a, a basketball player. Thank you, Vince. <laughs> That's all you have to be sometimes. <laughs> ah, I appreciate that. So, yep, thank you guys very much for the interaction there. Let's get to, ah, interesting little tidbit here. Oops. As I attempt to head to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Ten Rules Explosion, nice and simple, unlike some of the others. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, boy. Well, I know I saw it, and I'll get it up here in a moment. Um, I think it might have been in this, I guess. I don't know why it's set up this way. They've really messed up Facebook, I think, with these, uh, these Facebook pages. I don't know what the heck, man. Thankfully, I'm able to pull up my nice, shiny, new... Samsung S22 Plus, really, really nice. It's not an ad, it just might sound like it, but, uh, yep, I, I, I like Samsung phones and all that good stuff. Wayne Hunt, Wayne Rain Hunt, wait, raining down them threes out of out of uh, Sydney, Australia, right? He said, just on the Memphis Wolves game, despite it being a sloppy one, oh, I agree, officials both ways were pretty average, was still a good one to watch, especially, yep, and I'm saying this, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, this game today is why I've been saying for two seasons not to give up on D'Lo. He's still young, and with a good system slash coach, he can still be on that same guy, he can, excuse me, he can still be that same guy who took Brooklyn to the playoffs only a few years ago. Ant had a bit of a stinker, but at least he stayed active knowing his shooting wasn't happening. Was it five, uh, seven assists? Yep, seven assists, and also the fact he played good defense and all that. So, and, you know, he, he yep, that, that's the thing. When you're not shooting well, do other things. And he wasn't kind of pouting and just forcing up, like, you know, 15 shots. That would have got him benched, I got to think. So, and that's why he didn't get benched. Wayne continues saying, I thought my Grizz played 
a bit below the normal bar. But that might just be the all-star hangover. Loved Brandon Clark's game, and he had some big plays for us that kept it close. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. All in all, though, a great win at home for the Wolves. I'll keep in mind Beverly's comments and maybe just remind him of his season with the Clippers when they signed Point, uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I seem to remember him jumping up and down on the sidelines, clearing shelf space for a ship that never happened. <laughs> yep. Someone tell me what he's done in the league again. See you in the playoffs. Ooh, yeah. Well, I understand. Um, I understand. So, he does talk a lot of bleep. He does talk a lot of bleep. At least he doesn't do it to his teammates. Jimmy Butler did it to his teammates, which drove us crazy. See, he has it. There is a Jimmy Butler and Patrick Beverly where, yeah, he might strut around like he's got like he's got rings. But at least he doesn't treat his teammates that way, but he does treat opponents that way, which, yeah. <laughs> and obviously the cross-check, we could call it. It was a cross-check. If it was hockey, it would be a cross-check, and maybe game misconduct, throw a boarding and all that, possibly. Maybe he would have hit Chris Paul into the wall or something for boarding and gotten suspended um, going into the next season, last year when the uh, Clippers clearly were done and the Suns had crushed them. Patrick Beverly's tweet, uh, tweet says, Damn, Memphis Grizz, no dancing or talking crazy tonight, huh? Aw, okay, good luck the rest of the way. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, that's funny. And then Wayne shared something else here. Okay, good. I love the way this this nice new phone. It's a beauty. Jace Frederick says, John Morant on a potential rivalry with the Timberwolves. Def, uh, it says, definitely. Probably my favorite team to play. Well, he has had some good games against us, hasn't he? So, I believe this is John Morant as well. It says, definitely, you know. One of my, I can say, probably my favorite team to play. How they got guys who are brought into what they want to do, win games with the three. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I like a little more mid-range sometimes, but that's me. Yeah, it's not 55 threes and, miss and making 13 of them, but there, okay, that was me. Back to jaw. Jaw. Big-time players who can score with the ball at all three levels. Anthony Edwards, Carlton Towns, and D'Angelo Russell. Definitely a very tough team, and you can see it in how they play each and every night. Rivalry? I don't know. I really don't look into the rivalry, but definitely a team that we know for a fact we will see a lot. <laughs> and I don't know where they at. I don't know where they at <laughs> in the playoff picture right now. But like I said, they probably be with our matchup. Great team. They battle for a full 48 minutes and stick to what they do on the floor, doing that at a very high level. Well, that's a nice compliment from a young rising star from uh, John Moran. Yep, and of course, again, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully hopefully it's just not personal as business, but Patrick Beverly kind of is what he is, unfortunately. So I, I understand the annoyance <laughs> from Wayne Hunt there. Yep, I mean, that would annoy me a little bit too. It would. I don't like trash talk all that much, as, as long as he isn't like you know, showboarding every time he hits a shot. It's people like that that drive me even more crazy at times. But I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the one that's sensitive. I don't know. Uh, but totally feel you there, Wayne Hunt. Thank you very much for jumping on board the show. Encourage you to continue to do that. Encourage Vince Germano. Miss you, miss you, Vince. I know you guys are just busy as bleep, and I feel you. I am too. You know, I need to be more interactive on your show. You know, I haven't been uh, I haven't been interactive either, and I apologize. But I'll keep I'll keep pumping those shoutouts. No matter what, love you guys so much. Um, the Courtside Podcast. I better pump out this ad here really quick as I wrap up the show. Vigit, V-I-G-I-T. It is uh, two separate words, of course, where the, the V is in Victor as the original letter, both on Android and Apple devices, which uh, I'm very familiar with both, you know, one way or another. It is basically fantasy betting. Uh, social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are seeing about games. Vigit Betting League is a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free to play sports book, bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats. There is a there is great information available on the Vigit Lakeline movement where the public is betting. Again, it is not real money wagering. Final thing with the ad dealy is crypto.com. It is an app app or application, whatever you want to call it, Android and Apple devices. I'm sure that surprises you very much that they'd be on both. <laughs> hey, hey, the Lakers are being represented with uh, Crypto.com Arena now, so what do you think of that? Yep, so jump on board, Crypto.com. There is a referral link 
in the show description, which I encourage you to join. It'll put $25 in your account. It'll help this show and the other shows as well. We'd greatly appreciate that. And plus, it's fun to trade crypto. Everything's kind of cheap right now, thanks to thanks to certain politics and this and that going on. But uh, when what happens? When, what's the best time to buy? It's the best time to buy is when everybody else is selling. That is a fact. That is not a myth. That is a fact. Let me tell you, in 2008, in the stock market, how much money you would make <laughs> when that market was crashing, if you bought, you know, if you had some extra money to throw in there, how much money you would have made already. Uh, how much money you would have made within just a few months in that case, if you were looking for a quick profit. So, same situation here with the crypto world. It's very similar. With that said, uh, please do jump on the show if you could. Please give the show a positive rating on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Audible, and then on Spotify, you can put a star rating, which I greatly appreciate any of those. Just thank you so much for those of you that have, and anybody that in the future, thank you so much. Also, um, please do jump on the show via uh, audio submission. You can get on the show with your voice, the Tanae Browns, Vince Germanos, Wayne Hunts, uh, those of you that I haven't met, and people that I have met, but I haven't heard your voice before, Nick Temis, Benzo, guys like that. It'd be great to hear from you. What you do is open any free voice recording app, App, app or application on your smart device, any smart device on the planet, be it a Samsung, an Apple, whatever the heck it is. There's free voice recording apps all over the place. Uh, open it up, press record, treat it like a phone call. When you hit stop, then save it and share it to Paladino Live. Share it or email it to Paladino Live at yahoo.com. Paladino Live at yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar with a Z. Zumzar.com. Thank you very much for that free service which is very valuable, so happy to give them a free plug. With that said, wishing all of you a wonderful week, hoping the Wolves can uh, overcome some of this, this tough schedule here. Maybe we do come out with a winning record. We'll find out, and we will talk about it next week. Next week.